Hey everyone, you're on air with Ella, and today I'm joined by a friend and... <laughs> okay, we're gonna have a blooper reel. Welcome, you're on air with Ella, where we share simple strategies and truths from people who are doing something better than we are. Whether it's wellness or fitness and fat loss, to just living better and with more energy or changing your mindset to accomplish more in your own life and succeeding however you define it. This is where we share the best of what we're learning from the experts, and we're learning more every day. Live better, start now. Hey, and welcome back. This is the first episode in our new series that we kicked off in episode 82. If you haven't heard that one yet, go back one because it explains why we're talking now about mastering a change mindset. And I explain the life balance wheel, which I will continue to refer to, and you can download that from onairwithella.com. I wanted to kick off the series with getting our minds right for change, preparing ourselves to take action. So I asked my friend Elizabeth Benton to come on and talk about it. You know Elizabeth all the way back from episode 11, and of course her podcast is Primal Potential, which is a huge show in the wellness space. And Elizabeth herself lost more than 140 pounds on her own wellness journey. And she's one of just the smartest people that I know when it comes to breaking barriers and creating lasting change because she had to master it herself. And now she has become a really, really gifted teacher in that realm. So we're talking about mastering a change mindset today as we kick off our new series. And after we wrap up here, I will come back on and share my takeaways from the episode. So hang out for a little bit. All right, here's Elizabeth. Elizabeth, you have been on the show before, but I am bringing you back because I have so much to talk to you about. First of all, Elizabeth and I are buddies off air and we talk about so many things that we want to share with you guys. And today I was like, we're having this conversation on the air because Elizabeth, you have such a robust perspective on getting our heads right and getting in the game. And I just, I needed to bring you on to talk to my people. So, hey. Hey, and I'm so glad you did. And I've had so many times where I thought when we've been chatting on the phone, like we need to record this stuff. Like (laughs) people need to hear this, but yeah, you know, in terms of nutrition, fitness mindset, we could say nutrition is about mindset and fitness it's about mindset and mindset is about mindset so if you get that right you can pretty much do anything amen conversely when your mind isn't right it kind of doesn't matter what tactics you're employing because it they're either not sustainable or you're gonna you're gonna flame out or you might start engaging you might take things too far or engage in self-sabotage so so mindset is the whole ball game and when it's not working for you in my opinion it's never neutral it's working against you if it's not working for you i totally agree and i don't know if you've ever seen my big fat greek wedding but when we were just saying that i was thinking you know how they think Windex fixes everything. And like, <laughs> if you if you lose a limb, get Windex, right? Like everything can be fixed by Windex. I really think that whether you feel like you can't make the right nutrition choices consistently, or you're not bringing your best effort at the gym, or your finances are a wreck, or your relationships are a wreck, it's just, well, it's mindset. Oh, so this other thing's a problem? Yeah, it's probably your mindset. It almost always comes back to that. I thought coconut oil fixed all that ails you. <laughs> Well, really, it's because coconut oil changes your mindset. Bad skin? Coconut oil. Bad relationship? Coconut oil. Well, actually, there's some truth in that. (laughs) Okay, different topic. (laughs) So, Elizabeth, 
in all seriousness, what I'm going to do today is I'm going to share with you questions that I keep receiving and I just would love to get your take on them. But before we do that, I want to sort of explain something that I just recently talked about in my last episode. And I told my listeners that we were starting a journey together that involved the life balance wheel. And of course, Elizabeth, I know you know what I'm talking about because I sent it to you. Um, (laughs) And I'm super excited to have you on for one of the segments in the wheel. And we will release that later. So just stay tuned, Elizabeth is my guest speaker on one of those segments in the wheel. I'm really looking forward to sharing that with you. But frankly, when she and I were just brainstorming on this just together because she's my bud and she was listening to me go on and on about this, trying to sort it out, I realized that before we jump into the segments of the wheel, like if we don't have a mind for change, then we're not really going to move the needle. And not everybody needs to change or maybe you only need to change certain facets of your life and you certainly don't feel like you need some sort of life overhaul. That That's all well and good. But what I I want to do today is I want to take some of the things you've told me you're struggling with and riff on those with Elizabeth, like I said, and see if we can't move the needle just a little bit and get our minds sorted out and sort of prepare ourselves for change and and believing that we can actually do it and stick to it. Elizabeth, you good? I am because I think one of the most frustrating things in the world is to want to change and have a plan to change and have a true burning desire and then not do the work. Right. And so many people get frustrated, like, how can I want this so bad, but not do the work? And until we get to that point where we understand why we aren't changing when we want to, then all the strategies and all the ideas in the world don't really make a difference at all. That's exactly like the number one thing I hear is I I know what to do and and I really want to change and I'm, I'm desperate for change, but I'm not doing the work or I just can't do it. Like, what do you tell people who say that to you? Because I know, I know you get that. I do every day. And not only do I hear that from other people, I've lived through multiple phases and iterations of that myself. Yeah, sure. And I think one thing that can be hard to hear at first, because our ego gets a little bit defensive, is that oftentimes our ambitions exceed our training. I think we can all relate to, I'm going to do it this time. I'm going to cut out processed foods, or I'm going to do intermittent fasting. I'm going to do a whole 30. I'm going to stop, you know, using my debit card, whatever. (laughs) But our history would suggest that we put in a great effort for a few days or maybe even a couple of weeks, but then the wheels fall off. And it's kind of like thinking that you can just be motivated enough. If you have a good enough plan, you can pump yourself up to run a marathon because you're so determined and this is the time and no matter what, no excuses. I mean, I've done this before, not just related to physical fitness, but you know, nutrition and finances, no excuses, Elizabeth, you're gonna wanna quit, but you won't, right? And in our mind, that sounds awesome, but it's a fantasy and we feed it with our thoughts. But then as soon as the reality doesn't match the fantasy, we're disappointed because our reality is very different from this fantasy we've created in our head. So just like talking yourself up for running this race that you haven't prepared for, we we quit. It's harder than we thought because we didn't train. We didn't pace ourselves and our motivation exceeded our training. So when I work with clients, most of them are coming in with that same mentality. Like I desperately want to change and I want to go, 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 tell me everything to do. But I remind them we're not in this for a quick sprint. We're not in this to like bust out of the gate so hard and fast that then we're dying five minutes in. We're in it for the long haul. And that means making sure that our training is realistic and it's not just this big fantasy we've created in our heads. You don't have to tackle 
26.2 miles when you don't have a base of endurance, just like you don't have to dramatically change your eating habits or your financial habits all at once. So many times we're like, I'm going to eat clean and I'm going to start working out. I'm going to sleep more and I'm going to cook more and I'm going to follow every inspiring person on Instagram and Facebook. But it's not working and it's just because your motivation is exceeding your training and we've got to build a base. We've got to focus instead of on this this big massive change, what can you do today? One of the activities I have my clients do is at the start of the day, I'll have them sit down with a blank piece of paper and say, what are all of the possible things that I could do today to move in the direction of my goals? All of them. Like, don't censor, oh, I don't have time for this, or I don't, you know, I don't feel like doing this. Just what are all the possibilities? Get them out on paper. You don't have to do them all. You're not going to do them all. Get them all down on paper as a practice in training yourself to see all the possibilities. And then identify just a few that are possible today. And then from that list of what's possible, what will you do today? Look at just the day and every day is going to be different. You know, you might be able to do six things today and two tomorrow and that's okay, but you're still training yourself to see all the possibilities available to you today. And then you figure out what can I do? We got to kind of narrow the focus. Okay. I love that. And to be very clear, we could be talking about any goal. We could be Mm -hmm. talking about career or personal finances or relationship goals or health or I mean any of these goals. So we're not just talking about fitness or nutrition. We're talking about any time you want to approach a change in your life. And so what you're talking about, these tactics are universal. And you said a couple of things that are important. You said we need to pace ourselves. And Wow, we suck at that. (laughs) Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that's our ego. We think that we can be Wonder Woman or Superman. And the reality, like, can, can you? Are you able to do that? Maybe if you went and you lived on a ranch somewhere and you had no distractions and all of your resources were put towards that one initiative. Yeah. But like, let's get real. We have jobs. We have families. We have friends. We have financial obligations. We have other commitments in life. And to assume that you can accomplish as much as you could if you put all of your possible resources available. See, we look at like, well, what am I totally capable of? Yes, in a perfect world without a job, without a family, without a hundred other things going on, you probably could do the all out, no holds bar approach. But your history suggests that with reality, not the fantasy, you can't do 50 things at once and you don't have to because when you take this approach of I'm going to try all 50 and then you burn out and you get frustrated and you lose belief in yourself and you lose motivation towards the goal, what the heck was the point anyway? So then tell me more what you mean by build a base. What does that mean? It means focusing on little wins, right? So there are two different ways to tackle this and you can do them both or you can pick one or the other that suits you best. When I'm working with people for the goal of fat loss specifically, even though they want to do everything and they want to know exactly what they should eat for fat loss and all these other things, I have them pick one thing to start with, right? For most of my clients, that is journaling, writing down what they eat and how it makes them feel. So if we're talking finances, it could be, I am going to create a budget. I am going to track what I spend in a day. So pick one thing because what that does is it helps build your confidence, but it also establishes a habit. I use the example often of if we said we were going to learn seven languages all at once, we still have a finite amount of time and energy and attention. So when we say I'm going to learn seven languages at once, then we're giving a fraction of our available time, energy, and attention to each one. Well, 
How fast will we learn? Not very fast. How quickly will we be frustrated? Extremely. But if we say, I am going to learn this one language, then all your time, attention, and energy goes to that one thing. You learn faster, which builds your belief, which increases your motivation. And so we win faster when we do less. The other is just that strategy that I mentioned a few minutes ago of sit down and identify all the possible options. If you're trying to improve your relationship, what is every possible way that you could try to do that today? Write it all down. Doesn't mean you have to do all of them. Some of them might be like, heck no, techno, I ain't doing that. But then look at what can I do today? That builds the base of realizing that there are always things you can do, whether you're traveling, whether work is busy, whether your kids are hanging from the chandeliers, it doesn't matter. There's always things you can do. You don't have to do all of them, but you start to train yourself to see the possibilities, right? Progress is all around you. When you train yourself to see the possibilities instead of the limitations, that's money. (laughs) It is. The movie Any Given Sunday has a great scene with Al Pacino in the locker room. He's a coach and his team is down and he basically says that you win or lose by inches, right? And the inches are all around us. And they are when that comes to making any change in your life, you win or lose by inches and the inches are everywhere. The inches might just be not taking a handful of those nuts when you walk by them on the counter. The inches might be getting up in the morning when your alarm goes off instead of hitting snooze. It doesn't have to be this big grandiose gesture of like, I ate clean all day long and I worked out for an hour. No, the game is won or lost by inches. Progress is made in inches and the inches are everywhere. So I want to take that line of thinking and carry it into a question that I get a great deal, which is what about people who are struggling with past failures? So, you know, a lot of people have a history of trying and failing, starting and falling. How do you help people stop beating themselves up? I think the biggest thing is to change mindset. The biggest way is to change the way you look. Exactly. (laughs) Windex, the combination of the three, if you know, it really is a mindset thing. And one of the most powerful examples that I have found of this is Thomas Edison and the light bulb. As cliche as it is, he had more than 1000 failures before he succeeded in what we know as the light bulb, right? Imagine You try to make this light bulb once and it doesn't work. You're like, okay, whatever, next. The second time, okay, whatever. The 27th, the 312th. But what he saw is that every single time he didn't get it right, he was getting closer to when he did. He was learning something. And so when I I got decades of failures, right? (laughs) And for me, for a long time, they were a source of shame that eroded my confidence until I realized, holy crap, those are all tools. In every single one of those, I learned something that either doesn't work for me or a way that I was thinking about something that didn't work. And when I was able to look at those, like spread them all in front of me and go, I can now use these as leverage to be wildly successful. When my clients come and say, oh, I made this stupid choice and I feel awful. You're, you're missing a gold mine here. In that is something that can move you forward, either by giving you experience to build upon or giving you a lesson. It could be a little lesson. It could be a huge lesson. And this is true of all things, whether it's financial, relationships, spiritual, emotional, nutritional. We can learn from all of these. So this is like a gold mine for all of us. Maybe it's a little lesson, maybe it's a big lesson, but in everything, there's either an experience or an opportunity or a lesson. 
to put this in context, you are somebody who went through their childhood and then their early adulthood physically challenged relative to your peers. Is that a fair statement? Uh, I was obese and I, I struggled with eating disorders and self-loathing and you name it. Oh, yeah. So, guys, you're talking about somebody who has walked the walk. Elizabeth, give me an example that you can draw on from your past where it, it, you could have either let it shut you down, but now it's serving you. I struggled with obesity my whole life and food obsession. And I remember a very particular moment when I was like, how can I achieve things in other areas of my life, but not tackle this one thing that's just like the bane of my existence. And I decided to do just this thing that we were just talking about in terms of learning from my failures. What can I see here? I kept repeating the same mistakes. And what that meant was not that I'm an idiot, but that I wasn't taking advantage of the opportunity to learn from them. So I could have continued down that path. And that's, I think, where a lot of people get stuck is do the same thing over and over and over by a different name, but it's the same exact strategy. And for me, what that was, was extremes. I am going to do this crazy, crazy thing because all that matters is that I lose the weight fast and it would come with this big pep talk and all of this shame and all of this self-hatred. And then I would quit. And then I would be mad at myself and I would have eroded my confidence and I would think that I suck and I was disgusting and I was going to be this way forever and I had no motivation. And the negative energy that was generated from that cycle of extremes. So I said, wait, so this all or nothing approach of either I am a purist who only eats grilled chicken and broccoli or I'm an out of control binge eater who will consume 7000 calories in one day and then be looking for a snack. That doesn't work for me. So that's when I really started to say, I hate the idea of building a base, but um, so the alternative mm -hmm. for like 20 plus years hasn't worked. If you can in the moment when you feel like a failure or you feel like someone who is prone to failure because you have failed, if you can say no, like all of that is my history book from which I can learn. Like what right. did I learn? And honestly, I think your journaling exercise in this realm could be amazing because if somebody sat down and was like, how would I describe my failures? Like bullet points. How did I fail? Or when did I fail? And if the, if we forced ourselves to identify in conjunction with that failure, what we learned from it, I mean, you, you have a physical manifestation of, you know, your history book, your encyclopedia. <laughs> and when you say, what are the patterns here? Right? What does oh, it yeah. look like? What does it look like when I start to talk myself into the next diet? What does that look like? Like, what are my thoughts? What is my rationalization? What do I normally do? Okay, I clear everything out of the pantry. I go buy a whole bunch of stuff. I follow some new person on Instagram. You know, whatever it is, what are the patterns? And then when you can see like, okay, well, mm, the last 17 times this didn't work and it looked exactly the same, except the rule book was slightly different, but the structure was exactly the same. <laughs> I think that when we look for patterns or trends, when I do this, it's usually because of this. Okay, great. That's not a failure. That's information, right? When I overeat, it's typically because I'm saying that, you know, I'm lonely and everything is crappy in my life and blah, 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 blah. Okay, well, how can we address the fact that you feel lonely and crappy about your life? Does the food thing help? Well, how can we remind you in the moment of those emotions? So how can we pattern interrupt? And I think there's so many ways to do that when you start paying attention. One of the things that drives me bananas 
is that we pay, generally speaking, right? And I've been guilty of this too. We pay more attention to random strangers on social media, to reality TV stars, to professional athletes, to politicians than we do to ourselves. We understand more about their lives and their careers than we do about our own lives. You need to study yourself because that is where all the answers are. I just wish, Elizabeth, that you were passionate about this. I know. I don't know. Sorry. I'm going to try and step up the energy level. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So that brings us to another question and another point. One question that I get all the time is, everyone is telling me to do something different. So who's right? Mm. So, you know, there are a million different pieces of advice out there. You can, you can justify any course of action that you want, or you can be committed to a track and then immediately look up the next thing and you're doing everything wrong. So everyone knows what I'm talking about. And to me, I suspect that the answer to this very frequent question is something that you've just alluded to, which is, study yourself spoiler alert study yourself what do you have to say and it's 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 easier to just look at other people oh gosh yes (laughs) it's so much easier to look at other people because you know we sort of like to be voyeurs and that's just reality but here's the thing there can be as many effective fat loss strategies as there are fat people in the world there can be as many effective financial strategies as there are people with money right The goal isn't to find the best one of everybody else's. The goal is to find the best one for you. Who gives a flip what works for some super lean 30-year-old who has never yo-yo dieted and has like the ideal metabolism? Who gives a flip what works for somebody who's 150 pounds overweight? What you need to concern yourself is, is what does work for you and what doesn't work for you. And if we would just spend more attention, paying more time paying attention to what works for our bodies, one of the things I love is, Shalene Johnson talks related to business, but again, there's so many crossover parallels here. She talks about rabbit ears and blinders. Ooh, explain that. So she says that we go through life with rabbit ears, right? Our rabbit ears are up and we're turning our head at every little thing, everybody's opinion, everybody's strategy, everybody's workout, what everybody else is doing, the results that they're getting. And when we do that, we exhaust ourselves, but we haven't done anything for us, for our journey. And she says to put down your rabbit ears and put on your blinders, run your race. Doesn't matter what anybody else is doing. We just wrapped up the Olympics a couple weeks ago and there's this awesome picture that my clients have been sharing around. And it's a picture of Michael Phelps, right? Olympic swimmer. And of course he's winning, right? He's in the pool, he's finishing his race, he's in first place. And then just slightly behind him is the guy in second. Michael Phelps is laser focused on his lane, what's in front of him. And the guy that's in second is looking at Michael Phelps. And it says, winners focus on winning, losers focus on winners. And I don't mean losers in terms of like, oh, you're a pathetic schmo. I mean, losers in terms of people who don't win the race to their goals. I talked about this uh, very recently and I said, you know, I was, and I, I don't consider myself a particularly impressionable human being. In other words, I, I tend to lean more toward leading than following, if you will. Mm-hmm. And yet you throw me into podcast land where all of these experts with 4% body fat are telling you the way to do it. And all of a sudden, like I'm a guppy or I'm a sheep, better, better analogy. And, mm-hmm. and I'm just like, uh, I will go where you go. I will do what you do. And I I created for myself something called podcast psychosis. It's a real thing. You should look it up. Um, (laughs) And 
my personal tactic is to put the blinders on right now. Because yeah. where I am right now is I need to put the blinders on when it comes to the health and wellness world. And I need to do me. And so a couple ways and some of the tactics that you mentioned, I'm going to give some personal anecdote here, is I'm putting my blinders on, I'm deleting the noise, I'm unfollowing the noise, and I'm hyper-focusing on some other areas of my wheel, if you will. Again, I'll share that graphic with everybody so you know what I'm talking about. But I want to develop some other areas of my life and frankly, stop focusing so much damn time on things I'm putting in my mouth, for example. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. so I'm intentionally filling myself up with other stuff. So business, relationship, other goals, other things that we'll get into more guys later. But no matter which area of your life you're trying to develop, I do think, of course, you can learn from other people. Obviously, mm -hmm. if Elizabeth and I didn't believe that, we wouldn't be doing what we do. But I think it's so effective to listen to your own intuition, to listen, consume when it's healthy for you to consume, and filter through your own experience and t ditch everything else. Let it fall off. If you hear me say five things and one of them sticks with you, one of them resonates, then let the other four things just fall off you and roll right. on. So you make a really great point. But when people ask me, well, what should I do about this? Or what do you think about this? I always tell them your body is going to give you the answer. It can be helpful to kind of get a loose structure from people. The problem becomes when we have those rabbit ears and we're always jumping around because no matter what you want to achieve, you need consistency. No matter what your goal is, no matter what area of your life you're looking to develop, you're not going to get there without consistency. And the risk that we run when we have those rabbit ears is that we're jumping around. I call this being a wanderer, jumping around from plan to plan, program to program, this person's opinion to that person's opinion. That's what and it's a risk because you never establish consistency and you say well yeah but I eat really clean and this week I was doing intermittent fasting and now I'm doing keto and next week I'm doing primal and well dude you got to be consistent so I'm all for learning I'm a huge learner I read all the time I care about people's opinions but I view it through the lens of what does my body tell me about this all right. I love it. So let me see if I can squeeze in two more questions. One question that I get a lot or more sort of story when people share their experiences with me, they say, you know, my life used to be X and now it's Y. So whatever the old circumstance was and now it's Y. So whether it's, um, I, it was just me and now I'm married with a baby or I was in school and now I'm in a nursing program and I'm working, you know, 18 hour days or, you know, whatever their old life that they developed some kind of rhythm in whatever mm -hmm. that was, it got turned upside down. And, and I just shared with everybody that that recently happened to me. That's what the past year has been for me, Elizabeth, as you know, mm -hmm. and <laughs> my life used to be X and now it is firmly Y. And so the, the implication here for everybody is, you know, I was doing okay before, but now it's all upside down. And because of that, or maybe it's even an injury, by the way, a lot of people have that experience too. Mm -hmm. And they're just like, and now I'm in this pit and it's dark in here and I don't know how to get out. And I know it's drawing from a lot of the things that we've already talked about, but I'm just wondering if you have any personal experience that you can share here or anything that you can draw upon to help people see the light when they feel that that's happened to them. 
It's such a great question. And and yeah, I'm happy to share both my personal experience with it and, and how I've dealt with it and how I help my clients deal with it as well. Um, because life does change. And sometimes I think people will look at podcasters or people on social media and be like, oh, well, if I had her life, I could easily do it. Like it must be easy for her. You know, for me, it's so start- easy. Let's yeah. It's so easy. <laughs> and, and life's <laughs> not easy. And um, for me, starting a business just over two years ago was a was a total shift. And then right when I felt like I was getting in a good rhythm, my marriage ended and going from, you know, not only having a business support person, but also a life partner to, to not, um, life changes, man. And sometimes that's really hard. And one of the things that was the most helpful for me, and I think that it continues to be really helpful for my clients is you can either compare how things used to be and try and get that back or you can deal in reality and just for today. That's one of my most powerful mantras, just for today. And I look at every day, what can I do today to move in the direction of my goals? Whether that's my business goals, my personal goals, my financial goals. And so many times we feel like we just can't do everything. I just don't have the time I used to have. I don't have the money I used to have. I don't have the physical capabilities I used to have. Great, I'm sorry, that sucks, I understand, it's gone. What can you do today? Because otherwise, it's just a waste of energy. And it's not that I'm not empathetic. Trust me, I am. And that's how I got through my own things. I could sit and wish things were different and and Monday morning quarterback my own life. Or I could say, well, okay, so what can I do today? And every day will look different. You know this. Some days you're running around from, you know, before sunup to after sundown. And what you can do in that day is very, very different from a day where you have a little bit more margin. So don't waste your time and energy. I understand everybody has a story. Don't waste your time and energy comparing what things are like now to how things were. Instead, deal in reality. Root yourself firmly in this moment now and understand, just like I said earlier, the inches are everywhere. So where are your inches today? I understand that they probably look very different than they did a year ago or five years ago or heck, five days ago, but there are still inches today. It's fine that they look different. They will look different in five weeks and five months and five years. But when you start to train yourself, well, what can I do today? Instead of these are all the things I can't do because of all the ways my life has changed, what can I do? What are my options? And then seize the ones you can when you can, understanding that some days you'll have more bandwidth to pursue your goals than you will on other days, and that's fine. Oh, I love that. Every ounce of energy that you pour into wishing things were the way they used to be or or wishing they would be a certain way is an ounce of energy you could be directing into your actual life. That's right. Elizabeth, this has been such a great way to kick off this new series that I'm doing. I I keep saying, and rather inarticulately, I might add, that mindset is everything. And until we have the belief and the confidence and the tactics to support any change, I just, you know, it's not going to happen. So put more positively, when we can get our mind right, get our minds open to change, believe that we can make changes that will sustain in our lives, and when we can start creating habits one at a time. That to me is truly, truly, truly how mountains get moved. I totally agree. I think if you change your mind an inch, you'll change your world a mile. 
I am going to wrap up by sharing my takeaways with the group. But before I let you go, I need you to do something for everybody. You are putting together an event that I just, I'm so excited that you're doing this. And I need you to tell everybody what you're doing coming up in, as we're recording this in late summer of 2016, this event that you're hosting is coming up in November of 2016. So this is, of course, time sensitive. Elizabeth, (laughs) tell me about Ascend. So yeah, I am hosting the first ever Primal Potential Transformation Weekend and I like I'm buzzing with excitement about it. I I instantly get like a huge smile on my face when I talk about it because what I've found through podcasting and through coaching uh, groups and individuals is so many moments where I'm like, oh, I just need to like sit down with you and work this through because it's it's easy to deal with things in generalities, but I'm really limited in saying tell me what's going on with you. Let's dive into this. Let's figure out what your barriers barriers are and let's break them down together. And so the more that I felt this, I, I remember calling you and saying, I'm doing an event and I can't wait what the event will be. It'll be a Friday and a Saturday, the third and the four, or the fourth and the fifth of November. Two days is not a long time, but we're going to use the four weeks before the event to gather so much information on what's going on in your life. It's really about using those four weeks to gather the data and then sitting down to bust up all of that, everything we need to break you through, to send you on the rocket ship to where it's not a struggle anymore. See, one of the things, and I and I remember telling you this, LOE, while we sat at your house actually having dinner, and I said... If somebody had told me several years ago when I was 350 pounds that one day food wouldn't be a struggle, that one day it wouldn't feel like a battle to make good choices versus not so good choices, that I wouldn't always be obsessed with the next diet or weight loss or anything like that, that I would be healthy and happy and it would feel easy, I would have thought they were crazy. And so what I just have this burning passion to do is help people get to that point where it's not a struggle. It's not an obsession by figuring out what your barriers are, what those things are. And so I'm going to use this time in downtown Nashville, which is like coolest city ever, right, to help these women. This is an exclusively women, uh, women's only event to identify what these barriers are and then create your action plan for moving forward so that it's just not so damn hard anymore. Uh, Elizabeth, I believe so much in what you're doing and I am so grateful to be able to share you with my people. And I'm also just, I, every time you talk about this event, I mean, again, if you could dial up some passion, if you could maybe just convey <laughs> a little bit more enthusiasm, I believe people would follow this and, and get you know, excited about it. My passion comes from my pain because I struggled so much with, with this for so long and I struggled with eating disorders and binge eating and extreme obesity and shame and embarrassment. And all of that pain is now my my passion. So the measure of my passion just shows the measure of the pain that I've been through. And I understand and I want to help people eliminate that pain in their own lives. Well, I'm going to share the link to the Ascend Workshop Weekend in the show notes and with this blog post at onairwithella.com. And guys, if you have the opportunity to experience Elizabeth in person, I think it will absolutely change your life. Elizabeth, thank you so much for coming on today. Thank you for having me. It was so much fun. All right. I'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Bye. Okay, guys, it's just me now. And so that was a lot. I know. And I wanted to share with you some of my key takeaways because I know sometimes 
listening to this content and any show that we do can sometimes feel like we are trying to fill a champagne glass with a fire hose to use that old and tired analogy. But I don't want you to feel like the champagne glass and I don't want to be the fire hose. So let me break down some of the takeaways that I am taking away from this conversation with Elizabeth and maybe some of them will resonate with you. First of all, one of my key points, um, one of her key points rather that hit home with me was do less and win faster. That is the exact opposite of how I'm wired and I don't want to speak for you, but I am definitely of the more, 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 faster, 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 you know, cram, 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 extreme personality when it comes to things like self-development, diet, nutrition, etc. And so to be reminded that to do less helps you win faster in so many of the areas of our life in which we are goal setting right now, uh, that's a really profound reminder because we can obviously talk about a champagne glass and a fire hose. You know, the champagne glass will break. (laughs) So pacing ourselves, focusing on what we can do today and what is one change that will make today better than yesterday those changes add up. And like we said, they move mountains over time. Okay. I am queen of mixing metaphors, by the way. I will take that prize. All right. Another thing that she said was to identify all options available to you to meet your goal. I love this because what Elizabeth is talking about is training ourselves to see the possibilities, to see the opportunities for progress all around you instead of seeing restriction and constraint and failure and things you can't do and things you wish you could do. Now, as we continue with this series on the life balance wheel, I'll talk a lot more about that. But a couple examples that I can think of right now are relate to food and diet and stop focusing on restrictions and rules and things you can't do and start to see all of the possibilities and all of the opportunities for feeding yourself well and providing energy and vitality. That's one very simple example. But this translates into every other area of your life, career, relationships, etc. So I'm really, really looking forward to carrying that theme through this series. Okay, another couple of points that she shared were particularly around failure. And everybody, you know, you don't have to go far to hear failure is an opportunity and fail faster so that you can win faster. And, and, And all of those are true, by the way. They're a little bit trite by now, but they're also true. And they're almost impossible to sort of swallow whole. But what she said, did you hear it? She said, what did I learn? So if we were to take all of our failure patterns or our failure mindset or our specific examples of failure in our life and we flip the script on those and we're able to articulate what we learned from each of them in big and small ways, then how powerful those failures would be in our lives to actually serve us and serve the direction that we're trying to go in. In fact, I'm so inspired by this. I'm going to create a very silly little worksheet that if you want to download it from this post, episode 083 on the site, you can. And it's just a failure worksheet. It's just what I talked about, where you just jot down failures, big and small. It can be divorce. It can be financial. It can be, I just ate an entire large pizza by myself, whatever. (laughs) Whatever feels like a failure to you, big or small. In fact, it's useful to have a sliding scale and just get as many down as you can think of. And then to articulate in the second column, 
what did that teach me? What did I get from that? I wonder if it would help you too. I don't know, but I think it's worth trying. Also, I think it's so important to take a look at our failures and what we actually conceive of as our failures and just force ourselves to think about what those taught us, whether we refer back to it or not. Okay, so I'm going to create that little worksheet and share it with you. All right. The last thing that I want to share as my takeaway is the rabbit ears versus blinders. And I think we, you get that. I think we explained it. I think I shared how I'm applying that in my own life. I would ask you how you might apply that in your own life in any area. So whether it is fear of missing out in your social life, whether it is relationship wise, if you are seeking counsel outside of your intimate relationship about your intimate relationship, maybe you should consider putting blinders on and zeroing your focus in on the person you are actually in that relationship with and tune out the noise that might be coming from other directions. Perhaps it is related to your career. I could go on and on, but that is an analogy that we will use time and time again because I think it's just brilliant. Okay, so those are my immediate takeaways. There's so much more. I will share Elizabeth's workshop weekend, November of 2016 in the show notes. And I so hope you can experience her live. All right, that's it for now. Catch you later. Okay, everyone, I hope you enjoyed today's show and got something out of it that you can use. If you did and you want to learn more, just go to onairwithella.com where I put up links to all of the good stuff that we talked about today and more information about our guests and all the good stuff that you did not need to write down today because I got you covered. Don't forget to join our Facebook page and thanks for those phenomenal reviews in iTunes. Every great review helps and we read every one. Thanks for listening and thanks for inspiring me. You are quite simply awesome.